And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 123 of the Cinemania World Show. As always, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have from Candid Cinema, we have Manda. Manda, hello. Welcome back. Hey, I know it is welcome back. I haven't been on in a while, uh, but I'm very excited to be back with you fine people today. It's very good to have you here, as always, Manda, to get into some of the news from the week. And we are also joined from the Cinemini World team and YouTube. We have Alex Madden. What up, what up, Cinemaniacs? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm surprised you didn't do your long. Yeah, I know. I'm not in the mood to do a long one today. <laughs> every every time I do it, I try and hold it longer to see what you say. But I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here as well. We're going to talk about a few things from the week, everyone. The main thing today is the Dune Part 2 trailer. And then we're going to get into some of your questions that you have sent in. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the about the WGA strike that's going on. Not going full detail regarding that. I just want to get Mandas and Alex thoughts on it because tomorrow I will be doing a special kind of show all about the WGA, myself, Josie, and, uh, and someone else. So that's going to be exciting. So stay tuned for that. But now let's get into our main topic of the show today, and that is the Dune Part 2 trailer it dropped today. We got official first looks at the cast. We got Austin Butler painted even whiter. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got uh, Florence Pugh in this thing now. And, of course, we have returning. Um, we got Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet returning. Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Well. Too, right? Javier Bardem. That was yeah. a great, that, that was great scene, seeing that in the trailer. Rebecca Ferguson. The trailer, the trailer. I will, I will admit, it was missing some Jason Momoa. I think they should have, they should have yep. called an audible that last movie. I love <laughs> Jason Momoa in that last movie. Um, I saw Alex say that he has that Funko. I, I do as well. I'm looking right at it, just to my left, right there. <laughs> um, and I think that's just what it's missing, or at least like somebody with that kind of personality in these kind of movies. But we'll see how it goes. But uh, let's get into the trailer. I'm going to start with Manda first, uh, be in high spirits with Manda. I know we're going to get to Alex. So, Manda, it's me and you today as far as Dune Part 2. Let's get it. What did you think about that trailer? By the way, I just watched it on my TV on like a bigger TV. Just uh, chef's kiss. What'd you think? It totally hits. Um, I watched it like four times today just because... It is the only trailer, and this is how I felt with the first Dune trailer for part one. I actually got goosebumps, um, and I got chills watching the trailer. I don't know if it's because of Hans Zimmer's score, which is a master class in my opinion, um, but I just felt like this overwhelming I was glad they sin- brought it back, the score. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just so happy they did that, and it's just an overwhelming sense of, like, what an epic should feel like. Um, And I think that part two is going to exceed everyone's expectations. I already see that even like Leo, who wasn't pumped for it, watched the trailer and he's like, I changed my mind. And it's like, yeah, we'll come to our side, Alex, (laughs) Um, because uh, it looked fantastic. I think Timmy's going to surprise some people because I still think that people think that he's just one note and he can't act. Um, I think the relationship between him and Zendaya is going to be amazing to watch on screen because I love the relationship between Paul and uh, Chani in the book. 
Um, but everything looks phenomenal. Greg Frazier is going to put on a clinic. Um, everything looks perfect. That's all I can say. And just being a fan of the book as well, even though the book is so incredibly dense, I think that splitting it into two parts was the best way to do this. And mm. Denis Villeneuve needs to get his flowers yeah, next I year. Completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. It's regarding um, the way they're kind of doing the first book and stuff with these mm. two movies. So I've been, uh, yeah, I think it's been pretty good as far as like the way it looks, how it looks. It's like the most, the movie, like, I'm just so surprised with how much scale they're able to, like, do and showcase in this movie. It's like the one movie from 2021 that when I saw that at IMAX, I think this is why most people saw it in the theater, even though it was on the day-to-day, because my IMAX theater, both times I saw it opening weekend, was absolutely packed. And um, I think just the amount of scale on that big screen like nothing makes me happier than seeing like the entire imax screen full i'm not talking about widescreen on an imax screen i need that whole thing completely taken with like Mm -hmm. something and one movie that did that really well was infinity war that was entirely imax and it was amazing and then of course dune dune looked amazing um, on an IMAX screen so I of course that's gonna be the first the first way I watch it and it's you know going back to that first one that movie really just uh, immersed me into that world and stuff and I was just I was just I didn't even I felt the time the time of the movie kind of just went by for me too just because I was so immersed but uh, let's get into your thoughts Alex what yeah. you think about this trailer yeah I mean you guys know me I'm not big on the first movie i i think it's visually striking i think it's well made but i don't think it's very well i mean i guess this is kind of contradicting what i'm about to say i don't think it's very well directed by denny there's many scenes especially in the action where i feel like he's asleep in that movie um and i remember the first trailer for the first dude movie got me hype um there is uh some intriguing aspects to this trailer i think that uh he turns it up in terms of action in this trailer. Uh, it looks like energized action, which was something I thought the first movie was lacking, uh, especially when uh, it's uh, Zendaya and uh, Timothy Chalamet like running through the sandstorm, and she's got like the pickaxes. I think that scene looks really cool. Um, you know, I mean, I'm hoping I like it. Like I, I'm praying that I like it because I, 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 I just can't get immersed in this world. Like I don't, I can't. I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm a, I'm not a loss for words, I guess. Um, I just can't really get behind the characters. I don't really see any like character development there. So, I mean, I'm hoping that this one just changes my mind because I wasn't huge on the first one, but the trailer itself, I was like, okay, it's intriguing enough to get me interested and I'll, I'll see it, you know, and I'll form my opinion then. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to go in with an open mind, you know, so so let's uh let's go into our emails here to get some of you guys' thoughts on the trailer. If you want to send us a question or your thoughts on anything, just send an email to cinemania2018 at outlook.com and we will answer them on the show. This person here says, I absolutely love the trailer. I can't wait for Dune Part 2. I actually just rewatched the first one and I love it even more. Do you think we're going to see a lot of Florence Pugh in this movie? Yes. 
I don't know. I'm hearing well, that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the book, yeah. so it, uh, I'm she, hearing that she's not gonna have a lot of screen time. It's a little bit similar to what uh, Zendaya had in part one. Ah, um, it's from what I've <laughs> from what I've read. It's more of like the presence and the name of Arulin. Mm. You don't really <clears throat> get that much of her in the book either. It's the fact that she's just looming around. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be more of like a a third act type of thing that she's there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's intense. That's all I got to say. Like it, they cast her perfectly. So you guys Yeah, I think she looks great yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. The promotional stuff has been great as well too. Yeah. Um okay, this person this person here says how do you think Austin Butler will be as a villain? Mm-hmm. I think, listen, I I think, okay, so I've been hearing people from like book readers, um, like, oh, he's not weird enough. I don't know what that means. Oh, he looks pretty I, weird to me. <laughs> listen, yeah, I think he looks, right? I think he looks he look, great. He looks I like think that, he looks great. He looks like that thing from Prometheus, you know? He does. Yeah. I think he looks great. I love that there's no type of facial hair. It's just like, it's just so hard just, it's, yeah. I, yeah, I honestly think he's got me. I mean, he's going to be a subject to a lot of memes. Yeah, like you know, I've already sure. seen a couple, but I really like the look. is menacing. It's it's, for sure. it's like it's ugly. It's gross, but he still makes it look great, honestly, because it's Austin Butler. But yeah. I like the casting. I think the, I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. I that, think so too. I think people like they didn't watch him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of charisma. Yeah, yeah. Like he has long one. black hair in that movie, and like no mm-hmm. one really kind of uh, like thinks of that one, but. He has it in him, man. Like, like you said, Dwayne, he's gonna surprise a hell of a lot of people, and it's gonna be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm super excited. He's the best part of Elvis, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought it was Tom um, Hanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this person here says, "Do you think the movie will make more than the first Dune in its opening weekend?" Okay, so I know we're all. I know. I remember. Back in 2021, you could not talk about Dune without somebody saying, it's going to flop the box office. It's going to flop. Ah, la, la. You, do you guys remember all that? It was just yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. insane. And Warner Brothers already kind of, they already kind of screwed the movie because this is when they were doing that whole day and date release and whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's going to make a lot more than the first movie. I'm not saying 150 or 120 million, but I do think it's going to make a lot more than it's. I think it did like 44 um, because of that day and date release. I think it's going to make a lot more than that. Um, how it how it ends in the box office as far yeah. as like where it ends up. I don't think it's going to be like a billion dollars, but no. I think mm-hmm. a respectable maybe like 600, 400. Um, I mean, six hundred to seven hundred million. I think it's, and it's you know, especially with like the international and stuff. I think it's gonna do pretty good. Did, so um, um, I'm excited. Yeah. Did forty-one million in its opening weekend from four thousand one hundred and twenty-five theaters. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like the release date again this year. I had the same issues Ooh, la- the, the, it was, the uh, first time it came out, but it's like around like four movies this year. Yeah, and, it's because um, um, last. Because what was it last time? It was. Uh, I think it was just in Oct. It was a randomly it was in Octo- October. It was, yeah, it was October twenty second. I think it was like. It was a, wasn't it, it Halloween was a, Kills or something? It, you had you had no time to die on the eighth. I remember. And That's then you what had, it was. And then yeah. You had, yeah, you had Halloween Kills, and there was something else. I think too. Mm-hmm. I forget. Yeah, um, I was. I, I I'm still in the same like. Cause I think this year it's like it's Dune Part Two. 
and it's like the Marvels, I think, and it's it's just it's just around yeah, a lot. The Marvels of is out the week after, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's around a lot of. Movies. Isn't it Ballad of Songbird of Snakes too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so and then I, I, Martin Scorsese too. Not that that's gonna make bank, unfortunately. In this yeah, so is I would have put is that Dune going in, theatrical. I thought that was going to streaming. You know, it is going to streaming, but I think they're gonna put it out like a special uh, advance. Oh, like like kind of like they did with um. I would have moved Dune maybe closer to like a September or something, mm-hmm. but I mean, we'll see. We'll Let's, see what happens, yeah, I guess. Because yeah. December is kind of busy too. As they say, what about like October or something? October is. It should have been October, to be honest. I just think, I just think a, a, like a Dune movie in October. It's summer. Like, I, feel, I feel like that would be a season. summer movie. It's in or a summer. desert. Yeah, maybe. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> this person here says. We didn't get. We didn't really get to see a lot of the chemistry between Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet in the first mm-hmm. movie. Do you think that it will be rectified here? I I, I would say so because they'll have more screen time. Oh yeah. Most of most of the most of the react most of the interactions in that first movie with them too was like Zendaya in his dreams. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think. See, that's the <laughs> shit that lost me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I, I think, I think now it's clearly with the trailer too. They're they're, they're gonna have more options for like dialogue together and to speak. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll see more of that chemistry and stuff. So, um, okay. This person here says, "What do you think the runtime was gonna be? Was it long? I know the two- first one was two thirty five. I think, I think it's around gonna, that range. Yeah, I, I would say. I don't think you should go higher. I think you should keep. I it. would say it's going to be probably no longer than two forty-five. Yeah, I would keep it at like the two thirty range. Yeah, I think once you go longer than that, like when you when you stretch it long to that two forty-nine, two fifty, it's. I think like it also thing. just depends on how much more of the book they have left to adapt. That's true. They, they, yeah, you're right. They don't. I don't think they have. It's it feels like a big chunk, but I think if he cuts it down, then you can hit like two thirty. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can hit yeah. two thirty. I would say like I would say within like the two twenty to two forty five range. I don't think it's gonna be over two forty five. Place uh, your bets, people. <laughs> <laughs> or at least or like or maybe at least like two forty nine or something. You know. <laughs> Let's do a few more here before we get into our next topic. This person here says, I'm not a big fan of du- of Dune 1. There you go, Alex. Hey! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I know, right? Welcome to the club, a- buddy! <laughs> I'm not a big fan of, of Dune 1, but I am really excited to see this, only because I feel like it's going to wrap up the story much better. Yeah, I understand that's that. Fair. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of the feeling I got from the trailer, too. I was like, if this mm-hmm. one can rope me in a little bit more, which is true. Because like I said, like, I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I really liked the trailer for the first one. And then I just kind of didn't couldn't get into the first one all that much. But there, like I said, there were enough e- intriguing parts in this uh, trailer to get me like interested to see, OK, where is it going to end? Even even if it's something I still don't think is like amazing, like I'll be like, all right, you know what, like if there's parts of it that i like them fine you know so uh man how about you as far as um as far as all that regarding you know getting excited for the for the for the trailer when's the last time you watched the first one oh man um it's been a while i have to admit mm-hmm. i think it's just taking the time out of my day to watch it i know that it's like four hours <laughs> that's why yeah like <laughs> 
I, I think my excitement level, I, I'm always going to be hyped for it. I think that people mm-hmm. need to get hyped for it. And I do think that it's a fair thing to say that like you're waiting to, you know, have the story end. And I think that's why like even in regard to like Oscar voting and the Academy and part one mm-hmm. being paid like dust really, I think it only got like a, like three or four of the wins. Um, Denis Villeneuve has been shunned a lot. Um, and hopefully that part two there is that finality, and I think that um, a lot of people are going to be really happy with this. I think it's going to be a word-of-mouth situation again where people are going to say it's fantastic, and then they're going to get more people to the theater. Like, if the trailer didn't do it for you, then I do think that around the release date um, and the promotion, the, the marketing for Dune has always been fantastic, so I think oh, that's I just going to get people yeah. hyped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's just support different films that aren't comic book movies no offense i 100 percent agree with you that was yeah, one of the reasons one of the main too. reasons why i was a champion for this movie because it was like mm-hmm. a big budget big scale non-comic book anything it wasn't yeah. marvel it wasn't dc it wasn't like i don't know a manga it wasn't anything it was just mm-hmm. it was just uh based off a book here's the budget go crazy and uh yeah. you bring in these 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 just legendary we have a legendary, like, you know, score, legendary director, legendary um, cinematographer. So it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that everyone's kind of back on board as far as the team was the, from the first one, too, mm-hmm. here. Um, okay, so let's get into our next topic of the day here. And that is just some uh, smaller kind of tidbits from the you know movie and television news this week the first big one i guess is this rumor regarding margot robbie and as sue storm in fantastic four and how the rumor is that she was offered the role of sue storm and uh no it was no big trades kind of picked this up or anything but it is from a source who uh Daniel RPK, I think that's what it is. He's he's confirmed things in the in the past. Some of them yeah. some of them are right. Most well, most of them are right. Some of them are like you know kind of a hit or miss. So it just depends on what the situation is. But uh, yeah, that is that's the big rumor from the week regarding Marvel. And uh, yeah, uh, listen, I'm getting tired of this Fantastic Four cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Dude. Me too. I like I I I I'm I'm, I'm dragging. I'm I'm just I'm dragging my words because I'm really getting tired. I, when did he and when did they announce this Fantastic Four? Wasn't it, it had back to be at like Comic Con and I don't think it was 2019. I, I it had to be it was after. I think I think it was, wasn't it, it Investor Day. Yeah, it wasn't so. What was that like? Twenty twenty or something? Yeah, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. All I'm saying is that it has been three years. I think they missed their mark. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think for me the hype has passed regarding yeah. Fantastic Four because yeah. that was the talk of last year. Last year at Comic Con was like, okay, this is when we're gonna get the announcements of the uh, casting, and then and then that didn't happen. Then remember, are the infamous just wait for the bombs at D twenty three, Dwayne? Wait for the mm-hmm. so then that didn't happen at D twenty three. I think all they did was like they didn't even do like a presentation of. Fantastic for they he had like a microphone, Feige, and then he looked at the the, the uh, director and was like, That's our director for Fantastic Four. Moving on now. It was like, What? <laughs> um, so 
so that so then they 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 passed on that and then they they did like a big announcement for uh Ryan Reynolds and uh and Hugh Jackman returning together for Deadpool mm-hmm. 3. So then at this point like Fantastic 4 is completely in the mud regarding like just fan engagements. There's I don't see any more videos from people regarding like here's my cast or anything. Like it it seems like it's completely missed the wave. And uh, every couple of weeks, we get like an announcement of like, oh, Jodie Comer, oh, Margot Robbie, oh, Enough with the blonde, blonde, blonde actress number yeah. one, blonde <laughs> actress number two is Sue Storm. And then that whole thing last week of Mila Kunis possibly oh, being the oh, thing. God. And then that supposedly Adam so Driver is in the mix to be uh, Reed Richards. I, at this point, I'm just like, bro, I believe it. When I see it, I don't yeah. really care. I, I, give me Blade news over this. <laughs> but see, the thing with Blade, like, like that also pisses me off is like that was announced the exact same time as Captain Marvel. Yep. And like she's been in a million and one things, <laughs> and we still have nothing like for Blade, which is upsetting because I want to see that part of the MCU. I, I want to see that I'm, part. I'm, right? I believe the Blade announcement was. Not was, Captain Marvel. It was the Marvels that was announced, but was because it, I remember okay. it was a 2019 Comic Con. Yeah, where they brought the first Mahershala one that out. we attended. They they brought Mahershala Ali out and he put on mm-hmm. the hat. Yeah, but even then, this oh, is four years, and yeah. everything everything that was announced at that Comic Con has already happened. I think these two so. It's like. So it's, I don't know, dude. So it's just, I would really want, I really just want them to like come out and be like, hey, on this date, we're going to announce the cast. Yeah. Okay. Or just announce it <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> God damn. I don't even remember when it's supposed to be coming out. I think it was, isn't it? 20, next? 20, I don't think it's 20, 2025. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two yep. years. Beautiful. Yeah. We don't have anything. Probably not going to happen, know. but <laughs> I personally, uh, you know, thoughts, like, Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, any no, thoughts? for me, I think that. F4 has been tainted because of the John Krasinski Illuminati BS that we got in Multiverse yeah. of Madness. Mm. Um, I think that for the sake of shock value and surprise ruined any possible like casting for like excitement for me just because I felt like that was a cop out just to please people with like Krasinski as Reed Richards, which many people wanted. I'm not saying that I like wanted him. I was indifferent towards it. Um, but I, for me, like, I liked the original Fantastic Four films. I thought they were fine for what they were. I thought Ian Grufford was like fantastic as Reed Richards. Like at this point, I would literally just cast him again <laughs> and bring him back. Like, yeah. I don't know. I actually, I actually, somebody has, there's this great concept art or just like a graphic, you know, design or whatever, like, you know, like an image of of like Ian Grufford as the Illuminati um Reed it, Richards. It, it should have been him. That, I thought that would have been a better idea than uh Yeah, it should have been if you're him. Not in the if you're not in the internet zeitgeist and you're not on Twitter, like I'm trying to think about what my mom's reaction to that scene was. I don't think she even like she was just like cool. You know? So you did that for like a very like minute fan base yeah and i understand you know you want to make the fans happy you want to put a sprinkle a little bit like okay you know here's throw them a bone or whatever but i feel like 
it would have hit more if it was somebody that actual general audiences might have recognized, like the previous one. Not no nobody saying go out and get Miles Teller. Right. But uh, I'm talking about, you know, I think that would have been a great surprise seeing yeah. him as like an yeah, old, you know, scuffed out, you know, like a beard. I wonder if they just fell into this idea where it was like, no, like those movies aren't as beloved. So nobody's going to know who he is. But And like, and plus two, it's like the MCU, like they're, they're getting a lot of, they're getting, um, how do I want to word this? I guess it's kind of like a newer generation, like not like younger than us you know so it's like they might not be like familiar with it but at the same time you could also say that like they're not familiar with toby mcguire but they were still yelling and cheering when toby mcguire showed up in no way home you know um so i wonder if that was maybe like part of it where they were like i don't think anybody's really like if we bring him back like he might not get the cheer that we want that is like intended for that but I don't know if that could. If that's the case, and then that then like you wouldn't have done things like bringing um, Evan Peters yeah, Quicksilver exactly. from the thing, or you know Charles Xavier. Yeah, you know what I mean because because like you're right. There's there's a generation. There's generations of there's people who have not who didn't grow up with the Tobey Maguire thing, but that's why Tom Holland's there for them. Right. And then for the old old folks like us, like when we were little, not old, but like when no, the you know old. for. But like you know, for us when we were little, growing up, our Spider-Man was uh, Toby Toby Maguire, and then right. maybe you have like a teenager who was growing up and seeing the Andrew Garfield ones. So yeah. then you do have those three generation of like Spider-Man fans and yeah. stuff like that. But I think you would have had like a better. I think the the reactions, the the only time that Fantastic Four reaction went crazy for um Jonathan Krasinski was the first opening night. And I, I don't think that I don't think you should you should you should put all your eggs in one basket on opening mm-hmm. night because those right. are the hardcores. Those are their like, oh I'm get I'm doing the first screening that's available at right. seven a.m. seven PM Thursday. <laughs> seven, I would do that. <laughs> uh seven PM Thursday night. Those are usually like the hardest of the hardcores, you know, comic book movie fans and yeah. stuff. You rarely ever see like, you know, just whatever. But uh, and then when I watched Doc- Dr. Strange Multiverse of Bandits over the weekend, my theater didn't react to any of the uh, Reed Richards stuff. And I saw it twice again yeah, it was, on opening weekend. Like nobody yeah. there was, was like, oh, cool. it was the it's same like- from it was. Sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. No, sorry. It was just like it's diehards that are on like Thursday, Friday, and then mm-hmm. like the general audience goes in on the weekend. I've noticed that too, actually. Right. I wonder if it's because they get it spoiled. Do you think? Yeah. Maybe. I don't maybe, know. maybe. But um, yeah. yeah. My mom was like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Yes, the guy." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I remember because <laughs> I went to one of those uh, those screenings. Like I think it was like two days before, so I think it was a Tuesday, and mm-hmm. I remember everybody went nuts. Like press, everybody went nuts, and then I went mm-hmm. and saw it again a couple days later, and I'm like, nobody's cheering. Like, what the hell's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. I think I was with you, and I think we saw it. No, I did. We saw No Way Home, which no, was we saw uh, No Way horrible, Home. Yeah, horrible idea. The dinky ass theater. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I uh, I don't know. Margot Robbie's great. I mean, it'll be cool to see her transition from DC. Um, I think it'll be hilarious if she does accepts it because <laughs> James Gunn did had didn't have her in her plans at all in his like new slate or whatever. Like yeah. he didn't talk about Harley Quinn at all. So yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then move on. 
you know, as far yeah, as exactly. like Margot Robbie. I, I, and it seems like she likes doing these kinds of movies. So yeah. if she accepts it, I actually would think that that'll be hilarious. I don't know if she would do both, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if she does accept it. And they're like, oh, hey, maybe let's do a, you know, Gotham City Sirens project or something <laughs> like that. You know, that would really that really wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. Uh, Margot's a great choice, a great. Of course, she's a one of the one of our best act, you know, actresses of this generation. Right, right. So it's a it's a, it's a good choice, I guess. Uh, okay, so let's get into some other things. Let's get into this uh, this whole strike from this week. I just kind of wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it and what's going on with the WGA officially. I believe it was was it Tuesday or yeah, Monday? Whatever day they, was the second. Yeah, they officially, it's so Tuesday, so they officially, WGA officially went on strike. This is the Writers Guild of America. These are the people who write your favorite stuff, anything, just name it, your favorite (laughs) stuff. These are the people that have written them. They need more money. They want more money, rightfully so. I was reading horrible stories about right. It made me like kind of second second guess, like, is this what you really want to do? Because... Some of these stories are regarding writers on these bi- I'm not talking like a writer on like a show on like Quibi, but like <laughs> I'm t- like we're talking writers on like shows on Hulu, shows on Netflix, yep. all types of shows. Just talk about the terrible work conditions that that are given to them, you know as being a, a writer who's staffed Even, on a television show. There was a one of the right one of the writers for the show The Bear. I don't know if you guys watched it. I no. love that show on Hulu. Uh he was talking about how he could barely he could barely afford his apartment and that's crazy. Insurance and it's just kind of crazy. So um of course I believe we all stand with the WGA in this strike. I hope oh, they get it done sure. and they get, you know, they get what they what they want because you know you don't i'm i'm really i'm really annoyed that like something as far as writers are like being so cast off from like big wig producers right and i'm just like i think of course when it comes to a show directors actors those are all important like who you have behind the camera and stuff but what happens when you give a margot robbie a blank paper exactly Mm -hmm. like what is she going to say when you give her a blank paper one of the best thing one of the one of my favorite scenes from last year was from um babylon and it was a scene of margot robbie just reenacting this whole thing as far as like a college thing, she was. Yeah, like, I, I figured it was yeah. that scene you were talking about. She yep. and I'm ta- and I'm th- I'm thinking about. I still to this day I want to read that script so bad because I'm like, I just really know want to know what they went off of regarding that script and how it was written and stuff like that. And those moments, your favorite moments regarding your movies, like pick any big any big moment. That you, that you, as like someone who loves movies, pick any big moment. That moment will not be there if it wasn't for someone writing that on the page. Yeah, like exactly. all the yeah. quotes that you hear, all the quotes that you hear when this show started, our podcast started from our intro. All of those were written 
for someone to say. None of nobody improvised any of those things. Maybe they did, but I highly doubt it. Anything ranging from the the brilliance of Wes Craven's first scream, you know, some of the lines that you hear from the Batman last year, your favorite shows like Barry or Succession, want that line that everybody was talking about from WandaVision that that Vision said that everybody was going crazy about. These are all these are all written written by fucking writers. Exactly. So pay the writers. Like exactly. I don't understand why like that aspect of movie making has been cast off for so many years. Like exactly. why the writers should be making damn near as much as the director because what is a Tom Cruise going to say? What is a Ben Affleck going to say? Right. What is like a Margot Robbie? What is a Gwyneth Paltrow? What what is any of these people going to say without a script? Exactly. Nothing. Right. So it's just a really, really, really frustrating situation, you know, going on this week. But uh, let's go to you, Alex, your thoughts. Yeah, writing is just as important as all of the other aspects of filmmaking. I don't want to, like, I do not want what's what's being proposed, AI thing. Like, I do not want that at all. I, like, writers need fair wages. And the fact that this is the second time in 15 years that this is happening is sad. Yep. Yeah, second time and in fifteen years, I was like, "Oh man, that's not that's actually kind of yeah. you." But then, like, like, yeah, I remember the whole thing with uh, if the whole thing with you know twenty was it was it like twenty two thousand seven two thousand seven yeah. two thousand eight. You could tell yeah. too. You could yeah. tell too because the yeah. quality, yeah, just which plummeting. Which Somebody had like a list of movies, and I was like, "Holy yeah!" Which shit. which honestly like might make me be a little bit more lenient on like writing quality in movies if this continues because I'll know that that's happening. Like I know that it's not the fault of you know the script. They're probably just bringing in so many pieces to try and right. get the movie made. Like I think Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen was one of those movies uh, mm-hmm. that was yeah, affected was. by it. Um, no wonder why it's so terrible. Wasn't it a Bond movie? One of them too. I think it was like Qu- Quantum uh, of Solace. Quantum. That yeah, they, one. They it was had, unfinished. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had to have Daniel Craig and the director write scenes, and then mm-hmm. with I know, and then with Revenge of the Fallen, I from what I remember, I think they just filled like the script. They're like, okay, let's just put action scene after action scene after because like they, we can't, we legally cannot hire outside writers, and we legally cannot write anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a shame. Yeah. It's uh it's it's absolutely sad to me. Really, really sad. And um yeah, I just don't understand. I don't understand it at all. It shouldn't have been a thing. Uh, I was gonna say to you, Alex, that most of the stuff coming out this year, may even next year, you won't have you won't really see it's- it. Exactly. You know, it's going to be like kind but of, the, t- uh, the TV shows that are set to yeah. come out this fall because, you know, TV shows like network television, they have a really quick turnaround. Yeah. And, uh, you know, except, except for like the HBO shows, but like the network shows like Abbott, Abbott Elementary, I heard they closed their writer's room. Uh, Saturday Night's Live mm-hmm. had closed their writer's room yep. and stuff. Shows like that, like network television shows, yeah. those, those, that's when you're probably going to see the ramifications yeah. of this strike. Yep, because I remember back in the day when I watched Smallville, its seven season was really affected by it. They lost, mm-hmm. they lost, I think, f- three episodes, I believe. 
three or four. Yeah. yeah. So they had to like wrap everything up as quick as they could. And then they weren't sure when they were getting more episodes. Every show wasn't sure when they were getting more episodes. And then the, yeah. the writer strike ended. So they immediately had more episodes and they were like, well, what, what the hell do we do now? You know? Yeah, and now I'm hearing, and now I'm hearing like some stuff about this Last of Us regarding this too. So it's just, uh, it's a bad time. Uh, Amanda, you have any thoughts on this whole thing that's going on I this mean, week? I agree with everything that you guys have been saying. I, I'm just constantly reminded of that writer strike back in the day, and I remember watching like Supernatural. Like I binge watched mm-hmm. that entire series, and my friend had told me like I was binge watching all of these like like, I don't know, like 10 seasons in a series, like all of them that you can think of. And there was either like season six or season five. And then you could tell that it was like the writer's strike year and like they suffered. And it's like very unfortunate because like, as you said at the very beginning, without a script, like you can't really go anywhere. You can't really do anything without a script. And it's like those beautiful words that these writers come up with that make an impact it's not only the actors kind of evoking that emotion through the dialogue it's the fact that someone actually came up with it right um prime example for me like like writing 101 if you watch goodwill hunting like you like for me when i watch goodwill hunting like sure robin williams is phenomenal makes me cry matt damon makes me cry that's mm-hmm. fine but then it's like another layer is added and you're like holy lord yeah ben that's affleck like, and matt damon wrote the words coming out of their mouth you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. it's twofold once you really look at it that way and i think that they deserve to be paid like every like literally the highest wage possible because exactly if if inflation is causing everyone else to kind of like live out of their means and they're, you know, they're working like three different jobs and they're trying to, you know, make a living for themselves, then like you have to raise the minimum wage. You have to raise these wages so people can live. And it's very unfortunate that it's just not on an even playing field. So I fully support them. Like you guys have been saying. Yeah. And uh, another thing too that's interesting that's prob- that was probably another kind of big ramifications from the 2007 strike was that there was no MCU movie in 2009. It was just blank, no movie yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I remember Iron Man one was 2008, and then Incredible yeah. Hulk was 2008, and then Iron Man two. We have a gap. But you can you can tell parts of Iron Man two were affected by it. Oh, I don't want to say was, nothing, but... Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> one of the worst. Anyways, just like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the worst MCU movies. I don't like it at all. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's just stuff like that. So yeah, right now you, you as far as the movie side. You should be fine. Your net, your network shows, and some of your. Uh, I I heard that James Gunn had already written the script for uh, Superman Legacy, so that's fine. But when we get into like movies, because this, I don't know how long this is gonna last. Yeah. But when we get into like movies for like 2025, 2024, late twenty twenty four, even I don't know. It's We're gonna probably gonna see stuff delayed. It's gonna be because most of everything for like 2024 right now was like in the production and you know filming and stuff like that. So most of those movies will be fine, but like 2025, yeah. And MCU man, they can't they can't lose another year. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's where it gets dicey. So yeah, so not even just MCU, just anything, but like 2025. 
man, you better get ready for G-Force and Revenge of the Fallen 3. <laughs> I forgot about that. Beverly Hills, Chihuahua 7. Yeah, <laughs> Quantum of Solace 4. Oh, I mean, you better get ready for those in 2025 if this continues because this is this is tough. And um, uh, my hearts go out to all of the writers affected by this, all of the upcoming Same. writers you know, Same. affected by this, anyone who's out of a job because of all of this or anything like that. Know that I'm with you and stuff and know that we all support your cause. And uh, with that being said, everyone, we're going to end the show right there. That is it for episode 123 of the New World Show. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll go around, get everyone's social media. I'll start with you, Amanda. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, well, this was a lot of fun as per usual. Uh, you guys can always follow me over at AMX ND Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. All right, and Alex. Uh, you guys can find me at my official website, alexmaddenmovies.mystrikingly.com. All my social media links Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube are there. Working to get Letterboxd on there as well. Um, so you can check that out as well. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemaniac World. My name is Dwayne, that was Alex, and that was Amanda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Real quick, regarding this weekend, everyone, uh, as far as our schedule, our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 review is already up on the channel, so just go check it out. And I think that's pretty much it. It's probably a spoiler review for that movie as well. And uh, that should be it. And guess for joining us. My name is Dwayne again, Amanda and Alex. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.